0: Welcome to Whitefields Church Podcast. Our focus is to help you grow relationally, emotionally, and spiritually. I hope you enjoy the message. I love it. It's so good. So good to be back together and just, you know, uh, be able to uh, hear what's on people's hearts and touch. And uh, I'm a very people-oriented person. I, I like people. I even like my neighbor. Uh, yeah, my neighbor has been doing a lot of work on his property and uh, he has uh, equipment going and he uh, busted part of our fence. And Nancy said, you need to go talk to him. You need to go talk to him. You need to go talk to him. My wife makes sure I understand. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I was like, well, you know, let's give him a little bit of time. I want to see what kind of neighbor I have. Yeah. So far, he seems like a pretty stand-up guy. Let's just give him a little bit of time. Well, you, I think you need to talk to him about that fence. I'm like, well, let's give him a little bit more time. it only yeah. been a few days. Shows up at the door, a couple of fence posts with him saying, uh, I broke your fence, and I brought some pieces to replace it with. And so... You know, uh, it was proven out in my heart, he's a stand-up guy. You know, I think when we believe uh, about people, you know, it, it draws, you know, it draws out of them, you know. It says wisdom is, is, is in a person's heart, and a wise man knows how to draw that out, you know. And uh, if we allow God to work in our lives... We become that person that knows how to draw out of a person's heart that depth of character and that depth of place in a, in a, in a person's heart. And, also prayer. and prayer. Yeah, Nancy prayed. <laughs> Nancy prayed, and I just waited on the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It had to do with, uh, I'm I'm watching you, neighbor. (laughs) Uh, Last week, also, uh, our brother Jason was telling me that the uh, presence of the Lord is not found in the Bible, as far as in the Hebrew language, presence. It means, uh, in the Hebrew language, it just says face-to-face. So I went away with that in my mind. You know, Last Sunday was so rich. Uh, Vic just talked about worship, the different aspects of worship, and then the different testimonies. And Jason shared that, and I, I had not realized that. I had not realized that there was no word for presence in the Hebrew, that it was, means uh, face-to-face. You know. And uh, so that's kind of rolling around, and uh, I decided I, I need to run over to Lowe's and have some social contact get a few things uh, for my uh, Volkswagen bus, and uh, I run into some old friends there from years ago, and uh, I say hi, and they're so excited to see me, and we have just some catching up to do, and uh, without me saying anything or leading up to that, she brings up, You know, there's no word in the Hebrew for the word presence. It means face-to-face. And I went, I got it now. In the mouth of two or more witnesses, it is established. It's established now in this brain, face-to-face. When I say, God, thank you for your presence, he's right there, face-to-face. Thank you, Lord. Reminds me a little bit of this social distancing stuff. And when we get to see each other face to face. This morning, I want to share out of the word. Oh, first of all, I'm supposed to uh, talk about tithing. Uh, our tithing, uh, we have our tithing baskets in the back. If you came prepared and you want to give uh, tithe to the Lord, it's, it's in the back back there. And there's a uh, hand sanitizer there from Kroger. The hand sanitizer upstairs is made by a a brewery in Kenai. I just wanted to mention that, but it's not drinkable, all right? So don't take shots of it, please. Psalm 91. Also in the back, there are some masks available. If somebody needs a mask and doesn't have one, um, feel free to take it and use it. Uh, if, if you're not going to use it, please don't take it. No. In Psalm 91 verse one, Uh, Over the past uh, couple of months, this scripture has been used pretty widely, Um, and uh, I read the first verse of this chapter, and I have not hardly, I mean, I've read the whole chapter, but I've been stuck on the first verse uh, for the past couple of weeks now, where I read it, and the Holy Spirit began to just speak to me, and then I read it again, and I just let it sit there. You see, the Word of God is, is so different than the newspaper or the magazines or uh, a book, a good book. Yeah. I like a good book. I read a lot of books, um, mysteries, uh, you name it. I don't have a—I don't read love stories, by the way, those, you know, uh, those ones where they—you see them at—, at, at Fred Myers, you know, those, those books with the guy with it's all buffed. You know, they use me as the model for the front of those. You know, it's all buffed out and stuff, but I, I don't read those, but uh, I like a good book. But the book is not living, it does stir the imagination. And there's a difference between stirring your imagination and bringing life into your being. See, there's a difference. This word brings life into your being. And I believe that there are some of us who have become discouraged. Our hearts feel like, oh man, can I break free? Can I break out of this? Well, reading a good book might stir your imagination, but dwelling on the word of God will bring life back to those areas. Okay, Psalm 91 verse one. I'm reading it out of King James, New King James. for those of you that are, are, are King James-only fans, you got me this morning. It says in almost every translation in this, you who live in the shelter of the Most High. Yeah. But the King James says it this way. He who dwells, the new King James, old King James dwelleth. New King James, he who dwells in the secret place, and I've been caught on that. Those two aspects, the secret place and the dwells, those two things, the Holy Spirit's just really been working in in my heart. I love the terminology secret place. The secret place. When I was a kid, I always had secret places. You know, the, the, there was a fence in this one area and this all this thick brush. And we as kids had made a way into there and kind of formed this little secret place. And we could go in there and when you're in that secret place, uh, whether you're alone or you're with a friend, it was magical. It was just like, wow, you know, the whole, I mean, you became everything. You became the astronaut that you wanted to be. You became the cowboy you wanted to be. You became, you know, anything your imagination was going in this secret place, there was just this thrill about a secret place. And I believe that's what God is wanting to convey to us here, that there is a secret place where all of these things become a reality. You see, when you become a Christian, and when I say Christian, I don't use the word Uh, broadly. I use it definedly that a Christian is a wholehearted follower of the Lord Jesus Christ and says, I want my life to conform to you, God. I want my mind to be renewed and I want to have your mind, Jesus. So when you become a Christian and you come into that secret place, I believe there's secret places with God that you can go, and then just he just opens up mysteries to you. He opens up a whole new avenue of of life, And, and instead of your imagination being stirred, your whole being just gets energized with life, the life of Jesus Christ in you. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So let's just read that scripture again. He who dwells in the secret place, this is Old King James, by the way, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Secret place in the Hebrew means shelter, a hiding place, a place of protection. The most high means none greater. You can go into a secret place and be with one that's there's none greater than yeah. I like that. I like the idea. you know superhero movies are huge, right We all I haven't gone and seen all these latest Marvel uh, movies, but Captain America and Wonder Woman and, you know, we love those stories. They're great, but they're not, they're not none greater than. There is one that's, there's none greater than. Most High, Elion, none greater than him. That's his name. Will abide. Now, to, to abide there. Now, this was standing out to me, too. The Holy Spirit was speaking to me and saying, you, you want to dwell in the secret place, in the secret place. You want to abide there. Jesus said, abide in me and I in you. There's a place where we abide. When you abide someplace, when you dwell someplace, there's a little bit of a difference there, and I'm going to try to clarify it. When you abide there, that's your home. And as a Christian, remember what I said about being a Christian, you're not a renter. You're an owner. A lot of us Christians live our life like we're just renters. That we have a landlord that when we do something wrong, he can come along and throw us out. You know, we live our life like we're late on the rent. Yeah. I didn't read the Bible enough. I didn't go to church enough. I didn't pray deeply enough. You know, I didn't sing loud enough. Um, I got angry this week. Whatever your thing is, it could be just any number of stuff. Right. It's endless. And it, it, it puts you in this place where you've got this relationship, this, a pers- this person that you have face-to-face with in a secret place, And he's saying, you abide here. It's your home. Your joint heirs together with Christ Jesus. It's your inheritance. Don't live in it like it's not yours. Like it can be taken away from you. Nobody can take it away from you. You can abandon your dwelling place. You can abandon your home and let it go to seed and let the foundation, you know, you can let the termites in, you can do these kind of things. This particular abiding home is not like that. It's an everlasting habitation. But we can treat it like wrongfully. So Holy Spirit speaking to me about this, an abiding permanently remain. It's mine. It's been given to me. I can't earn it. I did nothing to earn it. I did nothing to earn it. I can't earn it back when I feel like I've walked away from it. Many Christians temporarily walk away from their position, and they you know, get condemned. The devil has a, a, a day or a season with them. And, oh, how do I get back with God? How do I get back with God? How do I find that joy once again of salvation? How do I, f-? you know, it's not a matter of how you do it. It's there. It's yours. You have a right to it. It's been yeah. given to you. The prodigal son walked away. What did he do to earn everything back? He just came home. Yeah. It right. He just came home. That's all he did. I'm just coming home. He didn't even come home with the right mindset. Right. You know? But he did come home. And what, was hap- what happened to him? The father restored him and showed him what he had never lost. See, that's the thing. He had never lost it. It was his all along. So when you abide, permanently remain. It's yours. It's your place. Don't treat it as though you're just a renter. Under the shadow. The shadow means shade or defense. And I was thinking about this. Uh, I don't understand fully the shadow. I live in Alaska, and I prefer it when there is no shadow. Yeah. You know? We get a, six months of shadow. <laughs> uh, but I'm sure where this was written, the, the writer was obviously inspired to how God protect them from the heat of the sun and from the scorch. and. And, and uh, it also means defense. He is our defense. He surrounds us. You know, He surrounds us. And He will come to your defense when you are abiding. Now, we're going to get back to the word dwell, so we'll come back to that. But I want to go back a little bit to Most High. I want to talk about a vision a friend of mine had. A friend of uh, Nancy and I. He was a prophet in uh, in uh, Colorado, and he had a vision. And in the vision, the Lord took him up and showed him something. He said, "Wow, you know, I'm making it very brief." In and, uh, and then. Uh, took him up to another level and showed him, and then another, and, and he got up to where he was in the very face-to-face with God, and he says, well, what, what's above this? And he says, the Lord spoke to him and said, there's nothing higher. This is it. When you're with me, when you're with me, there's, no, there's nothing higher. under the shadow of the Almighty. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty." I think when we're in that secret place, it's, it's a mysterious thing. Things can happen that you don't expect. For example, uh, you might just be at the right place at the right time, you don't know how it happened, but you're blessed. I believe when we're in that secret place, that's how it happens. You know, um, the right things fall into place. Um, I've shared an experience uh, that I've had off and on. I come and go from this uh, abiding thing and, and this dwelling thing. Um, but just in the, in the natural uh, realm of life, I have seen when I'm in that place of, of the presence of the Holy Spirit, and, and it's just there, things just take shape. Yeah. And they, the, 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 it's like the path is open before you. And the atmosphere of a whole room can change when you walk into it because you're a Christian. Yeah. And if you walk into a room and you don't see the atmosphere change, it's not because it didn't. It's because you're just, you became nose blind. You ever see that commercial, Nose Blind? Yeah. You know, they, 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 there's a commercial for Febreze. It talks about being nose blind, and these kid, two teenagers are in their room, and the mom walks in and goes, Whoo! You know, The kids didn't notice it. They'd become nose blind. I like that term. We become all kinds of nose blind in all kinds of areas where we, we get so used to fellowship that, uh, that sometimes we neglect to see the, the whole aspect of the power of fellowship until it's removed from us. And then we go, wow, I desire that. When you walk into a room as a believer, you can know this the atmosphere of that room just changed. Whether you became nose-blind to it or not, it changed. When you come to church, that atmosphere of the church changes because you bring the aspect of God and who He is in you and what He's placed in you and the individual gifting He's put in you comes into the whole family and completes the family. I read this joke, the kids weren't coming for Thanksgiving and uh, so the dad calls the son over in New York, I think they live in the Midwest somewhere, and and, uh, he calls the son and he says, well, this is it, your mom and I are getting a divorce. And the son says, what? That's impossible. You've been married 40-some years. There's no way you're getting a divorce. Yep, that's it. I've had it with her. I can't stand her. She can't stand me. We can't be in the same room together. It's over. And he hangs up. Then he calls the daughter on the West Coast, says, well, this is it. Your mother and I are getting a divorce. And, you know, uh, it's over. There's, you know, it's just done and hangs up. The kids immediately call each other, and then they call the dad back and says, that's it, we'll be there tomorrow, and hangs up. (laughs) And the husband says to the wife, well, the kids will be here for Thanksgiving, and they're paying their own way. He who dwells in the secret place. So I want to talk about dwelling. What does it mean to dwell in that secret place? You know, when I talked about abiding, abiding, when it becomes your home and you see it as that, you begin to decorate it. You know, Jason was telling me about Karen and how she has certain chairs and throw rugs and colors, and she loves decorating, you know? We decorate. My, my wife has certain colors she likes, and... Yeah. and uh, You know, when you're abiding, there's certain aspects you bring with you. And there's a difference. I'm going to take us to a different spot where, when you're dwelling, there's certain things you cannot bring with you, certain things you cannot decorate with. So I was reading the scripture once again, I was just dozing off to go to sleep. And the Holy Spirit, ministering to my heart, said, if you want to dwell with me, if you want to come into that secret place, you can't bring this with you. There are things you cannot bring with you and dwell at the same time. Things you cannot take into that secret place because God is giving is so good. God is so good, He's telling us ahead of time, you don't want to have that with you when you're with me. Yeah. It'd be too difficult for you. So I'm gonna help you. Don't bring that into this secret place and try to dwell with me there. The reason. You, or, or some of those things I was like, "Well, Holy Spirit, what are those things?" And the first one he brought up to me is he says, "You cannot bring a fence with you. Right. You cannot dwell with me in the secret place and continue to have a fence. Don't bring it in here. Let it go." Well, me being who I am, I go, "All right, What's next?" I'm a slow learner. (laughs) I'm the guy when Jesus was riding in the dirt to stand there last. Oh, you're talking about me. I'm out now. Um, (laughs) Yeah. You can't take offense, keep it with you, and bring it in there. Now, let me tell you something. Carrying an offense is different than forgiving. You can forgive someone, and yet you carry that offense with you. It becomes almost like, you know, when you're a kid... Uh, some of these kids I see on, uh, that the parents are posting during this time playing in the mud and stuff. I was like, those kids will never catch a virus. You know, they are their immune systems out of this world. You know, I don't know what I was going to say about that. Now I just laughed. But um, it's it's where would I go with that? Yeah, I know, but I just love that picture of their kids playing in the mud. I mean, I was thinking about the things I played in as a kid, you know, growing up before we moved to L.A. I grew up on my grandfather's farm and the stuff we played in, you know, I should be virus free for my entire life. Um, There's a difference between offense and carrying it with you in unforgiveness. Okay, now I know what I was going to say. As a kid, you know, you get kind of beat and battered and you get a scratch. You kind of wear that around like it's a badge of honor. I mean, after you cried and mom kissed it and made it go away, you know, but you're showing your buddies and your friends, yeah. A lot of Christians walk around with offense that way. You talk to them, oh, I forgave the person, but look at the scar. Oh, yeah, look at that. Holy Spirit saying you can't come into the secret place and dwell with me and have that. You gotta let it go. Anger. You gotta yeah. don't bring it with you. I talked about unforgiveness. Fear. Yeah. Fear. I'm gonna go visit your home. But I'm afraid of you. That's weird. <laughs> God doesn't want you to bring fear with, him because, with you because fear has a basis. All fear has its basis in death. Every fear that we have is attached to the ultimate fear of death. And in God, there is no death but life. So he was, the Holy Spirit was speaking to me, don't bring that in here with you. Well, how do I get there, Lord? He's, he's like, how do, how do I get there? I, I don't know all these things that are there. They're getting revealed to me, though. That's what's so exciting about reading the Word of God over and over, is it gets revealed to you, little by little yeah. by little. And then it changes you, and it conforms you. Be renewed. In your spirit of your mind, through the washing of the water, through the Word of God. In uh, Isaiah 57, this is my only other scripture today. Uh, verse 13, and I think this goes along pretty, pretty well with uh, coming into that secret place to dwell there with him. Um, when you cry out, let those whom you have gathered deliver you, but the wind will take them away. I'm going to read that one out of uh, the New American Standard. When you cry out, let your collection of idols deliver you. The wind will simply carry them off. They are not going to be a shadow to you. They are not going to be a defense to you. They are not going to become a comfort to you. They are not going to become a deliverer to you. They are not going to provide for you anything. When you cry out, let your collection of idols deliver you. The wind will just simply blow them away. A breath will take them away. But whoever takes refuge in me shall possess the land and inherit in my holy mountain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love being in the secret place. I want you to, this week, say, God, show me a secret place where I can come away with you. And just watch what he does to you. Watch how he speaks to you. Watch how he works that into your life. Let's stand. We're going to close with worship. And uh, I think we're going to sing a rousing rendition of God Bless America. This is Memorial Day weekend, a day we get to enjoy freedom but also with great memory towards those who fought that we could have this freedom. Those who gave their lives and have, have uh, seen that there was a cause worth giving themselves to for us. That cause was us and for an, Amer- an America that's free. And so, uh, you ready? God bless you. See you next week. Thank you for joining us today. Please make sure to subscribe to our podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit our website, whitefieldsalaska.com. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you today.